Previously on Roleplay Radio. I've gotten some news from my contacts. There are two people that are infiltrating this school. You mean the Auric? One of them is a professor. The other is a student. First year. I will take care of figuring out who in my faculty is an Auric. I need you all to find out who the student is. Kasu's laying out some strategies for getting to uh, talk to as many people as possible. And I think we need to get as many people that we know together. Just people that we know, not like the entire campus. So Can we invite Xanther? Yes, Xanther's gonna be one of them. We should get Lorene and Rampart. You're friends with Lorene, right? Should I be worried? What happened to her? She just might need a friend when she gets back, is all. He's gonna put both of his hands on her shoulders and like look her in the eye and be like, Lorene, your father is an Auric. Do you understand what I am saying? She takes a step back and hits a wall and just starts slouching against the wall. She's shocked. She says nothing. Let's get you back to your room so that you can have alone time. I'll make sure that you get to see your father. I want to stay here. Right, now let's talk about the monsters. Monsters uh, in here? I left the forest to get away from the monsters. What forest? The Black Moors, uh, down in the southern continent. Traveled a long way. <laughs> What's it like there? Uh, pretty nice. Pretty nice. I don't know why they call it the Black Moors, other than the monsters. What kind of monsters are there? Oh. What do you do with them? Stay the hell away from them is what I do. How? By climbing really high. Now, oh, please. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, I also like to climb really high. One month earlier. for you and I I'm glad you're doing big things and you got out of this godforsaken port city but well there's just there's just I don't know there, there's some rumors about the tiefling that went there a long time ago and then was never seen again I haven't heard that one yeah well I'm sure that it was just a rumor but your father seems to believe it and I guess, deep down, he really worries, even though he doesn't express it. Do you... was there a name attached to this rumor? No. No, just someone went there about your age a long time ago, and then... There, there are other tieflings, not many, and a tiefling professor. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. Also, um... I'm sure you old people would know not to listen to all the rumors. I know, I know, I know. I just, with all the talk of slave labor and the railroad, I just thought maybe there was something there, but like maybe they were told they were going to Strixhaven and they were taken elsewhere, but it sounds like you're having a great time. I'm definitely having a time. And you're making money. Yeah, an actual legitimate job. Yeah. I'm paid the same as anyone else. It's weird. Right. Well, 
I'm happy for you. And that's um, that's all she says. Mistake gets too nervous to ask any other questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, it is the weekend. In the, the interim, this does not actually need a scene. The mistake has been writing a ton of notes on everything. Probably has like one of those conspiracy boards with yeah, all the things yeah. and the string attached to it. It has been kind of going to town and at this point is also 100% convinced that the joy that she spoke to over winter break is not actually mm. joy. Mm, okay. She was too supportive. It's like, no, that's that's not the person that I know. Totally. <laughs> did, did she, Alex fucked up his role playing once. <laughs> did she? No, I love it. Did she actually call Rezzy my father? That has never once happened. I could do something has, with that. Has Joy been replaced by someone? Mm, I'm doing this, link. or was it like disguised self and mistake? The day of the party. I'm picturing uh, Thorn in a corner, <laughs> meditating, but he's surrounded by bowls of fruit because he wants to be social and he wants people to <laughs> approach him and take fruit off of his bowls. Greta, I think she would be doing a lot of heavy lifting, rearranging furniture to like make more space if people want to dance. Rosie is uh, arranging like a party games station. Can Gary bring a keg from the tavern? To Absolutely. use this as the excuse of like, oh yes, I, I brewed something. Absolutely. Can we do a coat check so that we can like take their coats and look in their pockets? <laughs> <laughs> it's winter. It's the it spring, technically, spring semester. You can rain. Yeah, but like it was just winter break. Yeah. Okay, okay. Just win right. winter break. Since it's 12 months, I've been assuming the season's roughly now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. which case, it's. December, January? Well, the thing is, I haven't really mentioned this, but Strixhaven has very nice weather year-round because it is protected by a picture like a giant-ass dome around the entire... Geodome. Oh, so there, there's not actually snow. The snow happens outside of the, the, the university. Ground. That's kind of lame. Wait, does the snow cover the dome so we have no light? <laughs> no, it like... I imagine it kind of slides down. down. Yeah. The dome god? Biodome, that's the one I'm thinking. I love that. Biodome. So does it just like open little uh, windows when the airships come in? <laughs> Rampart shows up first. No, that <laughs> makes sense. He shows up, he knocks on the door. Who answers? I feel like Griff should answer. Opens the door. <laughs> He's looking down on the floor instead of looking up. Good evening. Oh, hey, man. Hey, Birmingham. Uh, I brought something. He puts his hands out, paws out. It's a, it's a big bottle of like non-alcoholic cider. <laughs> I have night shift tonight, so I have to go after. I can't drink. Terrific. Great. Do you want to drink it? Sure, actually. He just takes <laughs> it right back. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm first one here. I was told it would be lively, huh? Okay, oh, well. Well, you, you can you can start the, the liveliness. How about that? Hello, I, Rampart. Hello, Silvertrove. I... Arguably, you're not the first person here. You're the counts everyone in the room. I'm assuming Aurora's probably fashionably late. Yeah, she's still we, upstairs getting ready. Yeah, we know Greta and Rosie are here. And Thorn. Ninth. 
Toby, ooh, what would Toby be doing? Drinking. Toby's following Shelly's lead. Toby's with Shelly the entire time. He no. does not. He doesn't like socializing much unless he's under the influence. I mean, that's basically how I survive parties. So there's two bunnies in the corner. <gasps> are you wild shaped as a bunny, or are you just spiritually so amazing? So Toby and a small bunny. <laughs> <laughs> so you're actually the ninth person. Yeah, you're late. Okay. Fashionably late. Birminghammer, uh, can I talk to you in kitchen maybe? Somewhere? Now? Yeah, we can go to your room if you wish. Kitchen's fine. Okay, kitchen's fine. <laughs> they do that. There's another knock on the door and Santa shows up. Hey, I was told this is where the party people are, huh? Oh, hello, Xanther. Um, hey, what's up? And he immediately just hands somebody its coat. Uh, mistake take <laughs> and does a, a quick pocket check. It's like one of those um, varsity jackets. Mm. You want to do an investigation check? Slide one. Slide a hand. Oh, I'm going to do a slide of hand. Oh, okay. That's a net 20. Damn! Nice. Woo! Nice. Damn! Making up for those net ones in the exam. Damn! He, he, uh, you pull out a little, a little receipt, and immediately he's like, oh shit. Uh, hey, can I have that back real quick? Sure. Yeah, yeah no, thank you. Uh, can I take a very subtle look at the receipt? Is it anything interesting? It's a receipt from the student store where he works, and uh, it's like an exchange. Somebody decided to exchange some stuff. They were given like store credit. It's like, oh shit, okay. Um, I guess I was mistaken. Here you go. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Steak will go to put the coat on a hook, and in doing so, drop the receipt on the ground like it fell out of the coat. Oh. Ah, thank you so much. I mistake, right? Yeah. Oh, you know, Shelly tells me so much about you. <laughs> Where is my favorite Toro, by the way? Uh, currently there'll rabbit. Be, there'll be a bunny at, at his feet, <laughs> just hopping oh. up and down. Did they replace your cat? I heard it went missing. Oh, that's, that, no, that's, that's Shelly. That's Shelly wild shape, does it? He, he realized he was rubbing like the rabbit's belly. He's like, oh, that's Shelly. <laughs> Shit, uh, we haven't gone there yet. Shelly's gonna hiss <laughs> and be like, you like, try to grab the hand that's leaving. <laughs> oh, 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 they like it, okay. Sure. Uh, um, in case you aren't aware, Shelly's a bit naive on those things. So I he... call it endearing. And uh, he picks up the rabbit and puts uh, puts Shelly on his shoulder. Oh, uh, Zatha, just real quick. Uh, mm -hmm. I had a lot of fun going out to the club with you that uh, time that we were hanging out. Oh, yeah. I see why Shelly likes you. Sorry? I see why Shelly likes you. Thanks. You know, I just... Some people are really into the party scene and they're very judgmental. I'm trying to change that, you know? You, you can be positive and still be into the party scene, you know? Everybody belongs at the club dancing. Everybody has the right to dance, right? Sure. Well, Greta's actually just moved the table back off of the dance floor area, so... Oh, you guys are... Party monsters, alright, let's do this. Put on some music, somebody play some music. Uh, before the uh, the others show up, Griff, Rampart took you to the kitchen real quick, yes? I think Gary's in the kitchen. Great. Yeah, that makes sense, he used uh -huh, to cook for uh -huh. everyone. And this probably helps with him not having to talk to people as much. Anyway, what I wanted to tell you is... Oh. Got it. Griff. Hi, Rampart. Hammer, maybe we talk somewhere else. It seems there's been a change of atmosphere in the room. Gary's cool. Is he? Yeah, Gary's fine. I made scones. 
So I heard the rumor that you cooked your own cat. Is that true? Rampart. No. Then what happened to it? I don't know what happened to the cat. I was very endeared to that cat that one time that I was here. You I... just like the cat to make fun of me. Okay, I won't deny that. Fine, if you say he's cool, then I guess he can hear this. Burning Man. I'm worried about my friend. My bromance, Xanter. He's been acting strange, keeping secrets from me. I don't like it. He doesn't keep secrets from me. We tell each other everything. Well, sometimes people need to have their own personal space and boundaries. Sure. Never ask. Sure. Does that involve potentially sketchy business? Because it's... What do you mean? He started acting weird about certain receipts. And I followed him. And he went to your boss. I tried to act as casual as possible, given I was on duty. I pulled it off. I don't know what's going on there, but I thought you should know. That's all. Uh, I, I think he that. just got here. So maybe I should go say hi. So he Do you know anything more about this and what those receipts might be about? I have no clue. He didn't let me see them. I How followed many times him. did this happen? Three at my count. And that's just in the past week and a half. Who knows how long this has been happening. Is it possible he's not just working for Fane through the student store? I heard a voice. I don't know who's talking, but someone's calling me. Sorry. Dude, come on. What was your question? Well, he works at the student store. So, given that Fane seems to be fencing magical items and other valuable items, it would make sense for him to have somebody working in the student store kind of as a another access point oh perhaps congratulations got a grip you cracked the case you should feel proud of yourself goodbye what time does this stuff happen what what time does this stuff happen like what time of day you see him go is it up at the same time it's night time evening time after school hours when he's at work after he's off shift what time should maybe we go and check this out well he's here now if there was anything you wanted to ask him, perhaps you can corral him tonight. What about what you want to ask him? Burning Hammer, I've learned that when I have feelings for people, I should not get too involved, otherwise I act out. So I don't think it should be me doing the questioning. Okay. Maybe it's more than bromance. You, do, you, do you feel me? I feel you. Great. If, 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 if uh, Xanther and Toby would be down, I think Shelly wants to just take them upstairs. Okay. Oh, no. Um, Mystic's going to stop Shelly and bring them aside for a second. Okay. Shelly, do you remember why we're hosting this party? Um, well, yeah, I guess so. You remember that someone here wants to kill you. Yeah, but you know, I just thought, you know, what? why would they want to kill me though? I thought we just thought they were bad. No, Shelly, they want you dead. No, 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 that's, that's the auric that want me dead. And someone here is an auric, Shelly. Yeah, but you know, they might not individually want me dead. No, they do. I've been alone with Xanther and Toby like every night for the past three years. <laughs> All right, so that's a lie. Uh, secondly, them wanting you dead is a recent thing. 
Prior to that, they're just getting close to you. Shelly? <sighs> we don't know who it is. It might not be someone you share a bed with, but it might be. And honestly... Well, I know it's not Toby. I... I'm somewhat inclined to agree, probably not, but we don't know, and Toby would have killed me last night. Possibly. <laughs> Listen, Shelly, if I wanted to take down the five of us, like, kill all of us, someone smart would kill you first. Why? Because you're the strongest. So is... You're also the hardest to hurt, physically. So the easiest way to kill you is in your sleep. That seems like a decent way to go. Oh my god. You know what? I don't care anymore. Fine. Do it not. So that, that's how that conversation ends. <laughs> At this point, she doesn't care. She's tried to help you. If you're determined to be self-destructive, she doesn't care anymore. Like she, she doesn't she's feel self-destructive. <laughs> well, your, your, your actions speak otherwise. Yeah. What are you doing? Shelly's just cuddling with their, their cuddle pals, you know? Yeah. Who they've been warned might be Auric that want to kill them. Shelly doesn't believe that. Yeah, it just what it sounds like. That. Yeah, so Mistake just doesn't care. It's like, fine. Right. Shelly's gonna go over and say, okay, Mistake wants us to stay at the party. Can we use this couch instead of my bed? Uh, I think Toby's happy to. Xander's more like, I thought we were dancing. I came here to dance, Shelly Show. Get the hell up here. Wait, but what were we going to do in my room then, Xanther? Oh, no, that was your idea. I want to stay down here and party. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, mistake. And she's off talking to other people. <laughs> does not care anymore. Shelly does uh, a big, deep sigh and just <laughs> sits on the couch with Toby. <laughs> Shelly, you doing all right? Well, you see, Toby, I, I wanted to invite everyone I knew. But, yeah. but Mistake and Koss and Griff and Gary, they were like, no, 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 no. Only people we know. I think that's fine. I mean, I, I, I don't like crowds, so this is kind of nice, actually. Yeah. Uh, if you wanted to have a big party, I might have hid upstairs. No, you would have been on my shoulder. <laughs> All right. Next uh, people to knock on the door are Lorene and Jordan together. Mistake probably answers the door at that point. This is probably after um, storming off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, getting fed up with Shelly, and then the door answers. Mistake's like great distraction and <laughs> goes and answers the door. Lorene looks bad, baggy-eyed. She looks like she just rolled out of bed. Usually she like does her hair really nice. This time it's greasy and it's tangled a little bit. Uh, she didn't try. Jordan, on the other hand, looks pretty nice. <laughs> she looks ready for a party. And it's her that talks. Hi. We were told there was a shindig. Yeah, yeah. Uh, steps back, lets them both in. Uh, we can, if you have anything you want to hang, we can hang it over here. Otherwise. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Uh, um, going to do a quick <laughs> pocket check. That's 18 plus Nice. Six. Jordan was wearing like a little cardigan. It doesn't really have pockets, so there's nothing to fit. Cool. Uh, Loreen had like a little turquoise leather jacket. There's snotty tissue in Loreen's oh. jacket. <laughs> but from her, uh, there's like nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, just leaves it, hangs it up. 
she will kind of uh, talk to Lorraine. Uh, glad you can make it. Are you doing alright? I'm sorry, what? What? Um, are you okay to be here tonight? You can. We're not oh, yeah. going to be offended if you want to get some sleep. No, I'm fine. Where's Gary? Oh, I think he's making scones in the kitchen. Great, I'm going to say hi. As, I'm just going to leave that. As Mistake turns back to close the door, um, she comes face to face with a familiar, very generic looking person. <laughs> and just hears, Hi, uh, I'm Ricard, I'm here. <laughs> Great, do you have anything you want to hang? Oh, yeah, sure. I have a jacket. <laughs> a 17 jacket. plus things. What, what does Mistake find? What would Mistake find? <laughs> um... Gosh, what is the most basic thing you could find to have in a pocket? Chapstick? A key? One key? <laughs> Just a blank piece of paper. I do love a blank piece of paper. It's not a blank piece of paper, it's a to-do list, and the only bullet point is homework, and then party. <laughs> <laughs> is homework crossed off? Yes. <laughs> Alright. Perfect. Oh, I'm just gonna, you know, leave that, hang everything. Maureen heads straight to the kitchen and uh, kind of does like an awkward lean on the on the door frame like Hi Gary. Oh, hi. What are you what are you doing? Taking brownies out of the oven. It smells delicious. Uh, why haven't you talked to me much outside of class? I, I know. I'm, I don't know. I mean, I just it's kind of a shame. And right around then, <laughs> Aurora descends, sees Lorene just like leaning with her hip out, sees you in the background, just being really awkward, presumably. Head straight there. Turn her into a vampire. <laughs> she turns into a bat and then like manifests right next to Lorene. She's like, oh, fucking fuck. Oh, hi. Uh, I made these for you. They are blood brownies. Thank you, dearest. She like <laughs> looks at Lorene and like glares at her. Dearest. Gary really? just kind of shoots Aurora like a look, like you've literally never called me that. What is that word? <laughs> I, I, oh man. Like, just like a look like you're acting weird. Aurora takes, what is it? Blood brownie. It's a blood brownie? It's a brownie. Aurora takes a blood brownie, it's like my favorite. It's, Mm. Oh. And does like a really sexy bite. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how they could be your favorite. I haven't mm. made them before. Wait, does Gary have to roll for being possibly turned on? <laughs> Constitution <laughs> check. Roll, roll, roll for, for boner. boner. <laughs> Rolling for boner? That's what we're doing here? Yes. Apparently? Do I, if I fail? It's gonna be cut out, but like... Yeah, yeah, funny. so, do it, do so it. What, is, it, is it succeeding or failing? It depends that, upon the intentions. Like, don't get a boner in that one, boner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so, so I feel like in this situation, that's a, you don't want to get a boner. Alex, right. what's, the, what's the DC on this? How no. hard is it? <laughs> <laughs> is it a saving throw and can I add my proficiency? Uh... uh... <laughs> It is a saving proficiency. Do you have proficiency? I have proficiency in con. Well, yeah, yeah. Which is only proficiency with his own boner. All right, we're going for this. No. That's a nat twenty. Yay! So, anyway, 
moving past that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Gary, Gary's doing fine. Um, you know, Aurora's being very sexy with the blood brownie and then just shoots Lorena Glare like, Oh, you're still here? Oh. Right. Right. Jordan! And <laughs> <laughs> she heads out. I just wanted to do that because uh, that was funny. So Gary's just like, well, that was weird. Okay, and I think the only one missing here is Quintilius. And, and Amber. Yes. Oh. Amber you know can arrive now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They arrive together. Why not? They oh, know God. each other. They know each other. Sure. So I think Koss will get the door here. But how does Amber feel? You know, there's at least one vampire at this party, so she's like kind of excited. Mm -hmm. Hello, Amber. Uh, hello, Quintilius. Oh, hi. Um, Who are you? I'm Koss Silvertrope. I'm and Dean Valentin's class with you? Oh, I haven't noticed any other students in that class. Ugh. I'm not surprised. Um, we've got snacks. What do you look like right now? Let's see. Koss probably looks... What's like halfling energy, but taller? <laughs> because I can't be halfling height. Half-elf? Might be half-elf. Like, a very round, welcoming face. Hello, Koss. How's it going with the Play Actors Drama Guild? Oh, it's going pretty well. Um, we're actually going to be starting up again pretty soon. Are you? Yes. Is that friend of yours, uh, has she revised the script yet? Because there wasn't a part in it for me. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I know that you auditioned for, who, who is it, Bastian? I did. I heard somebody got in the way. And I was almost getting the part. But somebody protested against it. Do you yeah. know who that somebody was, Cos? Because I have a feeling, and he like looks over at wherever mistake is. I mm. have a feeling it was the playwright. I, I don't think she, she ha she doesn't have an issue with you, far as I know. I don't think she even knows about you. Cos, <laughs> you have much to learn. Anyway, here's my coat. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> Go. And oh, are we giving snacks. coats? Yeah, if you don't mind. Okay, fine. <laughs> um. Koss will look over at Mistake and then realize that neither of them is probably paying any more attention to Koss and <laughs> obviously cover the pockets. <laughs> I'm assuming that Quintilius is the kind of person who's going to walk away pointedly and not pay attention to yeah, the person. Absolutely. He He's heading to straight to the, to the fruit bowls. Yeah. Not realizing that Thorn is a real person. It's a person. <laughs> a tree. It's just a potted plant, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, bites into it, and then eventually, like, here's the groan. It's like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, Amber is going straight for Aurora. <laughs> Vampire Diaries. <laughs> no. Also in Amber's coat is just a small journal which has just got dates and times <laughs> written in it. And if you think about it enough, you're just like, oh god, this is just where Dean Valentin has been at what oh, time. Okay, yeah, and I'll look through Quintilius. <laughs> Quintilius has, uh, given that he's in the Play Actors Drama Guild, he has some scripts that he's been rehearsing, some monologues. They are all from uh, murder mysteries. They are they are monologues, uh, you know, for him to prepare for an audition. But coincidentally, they also are, are all murder themed. Um, okay, this doesn't surprise me. He seems like the kind of person who believes that acting is talking loudly and dramatically. <laughs> um, and I'll put them back in, and yeah. Just go join the party proper. All right. So, everyone who you plan 
to invite here that is a suspect is in the rock tower common room things are a bit awkward at first because some people know each other others don't and some people like Quintilius are being uh, very standoffish to certain people <laughs> very friendly to Loreen uh, Ricard hey man hello Ricard you stick by me <laughs> sure Loreen and Ricard and like Jordan by extension of Loreen and Gary yeah and Xander but everybody else he's not really paying that much mind and then eventually it gets lively enough that uh, there are multiple conversations happening I presume that like Toby and Xanther are hanging out with Shelly for most of the night. They might go mingle and then come back to that base. Similarly with Aurora and Gary, like she'll she'll mingle and then like hang out with Gary and whoever Gary's hanging out with. So I think we'll get together as a team and to just go, briefly go over the the mission again and just basically make the plan of we go, we talk to people, we try to figure out stuff if we can. So just to clarify, how do we figure things out? best advice we got was ask them how they feel about magical craterocracies. Okay. In magical other words, craterocracies? Uh, craterocracy. Uh, strength makes right. Basically, the, the strongest people rule, ah, except they okay. want to be all magic users. Gotcha. Um, be direct was what they said. I mean, if you've got other if you've got other methods, I'm sure you could use them. Oh, but I I don't I don't know anything about charming people or anything like that. Sherry's no. going to hand you a apple. <laughs> Thank you. That's not the worst idea actually. Get people drunk enough and it's harder for them to, you know, keep secrets. Yeah. Besides Gary, you're plenty charming. I mean, um, just look at what's happening with Aurora. You got this. <laughs> I meant more in the magical sense, but thanks. <laughs> I have theories. Xantha's very suspicious. But Gary might be right about why he has these receipts. Because uh, he accidentally sold Cost magical stuff and tried to bully them to give it back. That was Fane. Right, Fane did that. But if Xantha is bringing this stuff to Fane, maybe Xantha's the one bullying people to get things back, oh, to bring okay. them back to Fane. Gotcha. Doesn't really seem like a bully. Well, could just be an act. Also, you can get things back by being nice to that's true, probably actually more effective. Sure. Um, Quintilius, I don't think any of you know him that well, but he's been reading a lot of murdery things, but I think he just might be an edgy boy. <laughs> right. Um, the other one who's high on my list is Rampart. Why Rampart? It's sort of the same reason where uh, Griff and Aurora might be suspicious. Lots of pressure from family leads people to rebel against that very hard. Not always, but his whole law-abiding thing could be an act. Okay, well, see what we can find out, and if we can steer conversations towards magical cratocracies. Craterocracies. Crate really just- Either that, or, you know, the school, or the auric, because we've dealt with them a couple times, so I think it's worth bringing up. Exactly, or, you know, just discussion about how the school is unfairly expensive, you know, get people ranting, especially if they've had any of those apples. Sounds good. Other metagame suggestion, because I don't think Gary would have thought of this, but, you know, 
a party feels like the perfect place to play truth or dare, Ooh. which I feel like would be a ton of fun yes, yes, for like man. trying to. Really like, oh, what's this bottle doing here? What? <laughs> no way. Let's spin the bottle. Yeah. Although I have played truth or dare where you use yeah. the bottle to like see who goes next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you spin the bottle and you decide truth or dare to the person that it points to. <laughs> to, to be clear, you are all going to sit around your the Crop Tower common room in a circle, spin a bottle, and play Truth or Dare. Yep. <laughs> that is... Okay, somebody spins the bottle. And it lands on Koss. Koss, have you ever had a crush on someone at school? Oh, I mean, constantly. <laughs> well, that was very truthful. Uh, just because I have a crush on somebody doesn't mean I want to do anything about it, you know? It's just Ooh. something I like to passively enjoy That's in the fair. background. That's fair. All right, next. So I think now Koss would get to spin the bottle oh, okay, okay. to then Koss ask somebody else Koss. truth or Roll dare. A D10. Okay. Uh, I got a four. That's Quintilius. Oh, good. <laughs> okay, Quintilius. Truth or dare? Oh, well, I'm already very daring. So how about truth? Okay. Uh, so I know that you've been sad about not getting into the play. I was in every single play back in my high school. <laughs> and I was the leading man in most of them. This is a travesty. I'm kind of curious. If you had to change something about the, the way the school was running, what would you change? <laughs> and is... I will cast Detect Thoughts to get th surface thoughts on <gasps> uh, have Detect Thoughts? Yep. You sly, sly person. Okay. His immediate thought was mistake. Ooh. Meaning, his immediate thought was like less people like her around. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, if I could change something about this school, it's to get rid of any unwanted pests, if you know what I mean. I'm sure Witherblooms will understand, right, Amber? Or Witherbloom enthusiasts? Pests can sometimes be, well, pestering, getting in the way, staining your good name. I mean, Sure, do you like this school though? Oh, I love this school. I love the environment. I love learning new things. I love getting involved in extracurriculars. I don't love every single person that comes here though. So between tech thoughts and an insight roll, can I verify his opinions? Insight roll being 25. His opinions are only the elite should come to the school. And he's primarily thinking of like humans, Luxodons, and Avalon. Oh, and Leonin. That's very much not Auric. Yeah, it's kind of the opposite of the Auric yeah. thinking. Yeah, yeah. Auric, they do want essentially only the elite, but it's not based on race, it's based on magical supremacy. Do I get to roll now? Do well, I get to spin? spin yes. <laughs> if you roll the bottle, it's just gonna keep on pointing the same direction. It's a 10, meaning it's Griff. Oh. Hello, mate. It's good to be in your presence. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, truth or dare? Dare. I dare you to chug this, and he grabs a <laughs> bottle of Chelly's hooch and gives it to you. <laughs> he grabs, okay, so he grabs it, he looks at Shelly. How long did you let this one steep? Shelly looks at their watch and says, 13 hours? Okay, and that means that this is what? Alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He cheers it off of uh, Shelly's 
stump that's hanging down. Mm -hmm. And then just... Roll me a constitution saving throw. Yeah, I will. 15 plus 5, it's a 20. Oh, you're fine. Nice. Well... Uh... <laughs> Griff gets to spin the bottle now. Roll me a, a d10. I really like this dynamic. <laughs> 3. That's Thor. <laughs> I'm swapping my detect thoughts with Thorn. Okay. Like this for last for a minute, approximately. That's good. Truth or dare? Truth or dare? Cause is waiting very impatiently. I would have to. Everyone's leaving. Say. Truthfully, that I would prefer truth. In in my uh, detect thoughts, which I think just expired, <laughs> did I sense that he was trolling us? No, no, no. He's very okay. genuine. It actually puts you to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> he says truth. All all Griff can think about is asking is is what did you learn about uh, you know not participating? Versus, you know, getting in the way literally. I learned that to do nothing is to aid the aggressor. That works for me. That was stressful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Griff really didn't want to grill him. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Gary. Garrett Griff. Truth or dare? Um, dare? He plucks out a little flower from his hair, which, by the way, I should mention, ever since spring started, he's been blooming. Ew! His hands are very leafy, and so is his hair. He plucks out a little flower and says, I dare you to eat this. Oh All right. What's it going to do? We'll see, won't we? Carrie eats it. <laughs> Roll a d100 for me. Okay. <laughs> you just a drug treat? 20. It tastes like tears. You receive a vision from 1d10 minutes in the future. Oh! Five minutes in the future. Five minutes in the future, you see Toby gets very upset and storms upstairs. Okay. Your turn to roll. Okay. It's Jordan. Uh, alright, uh, Jordan, truth or dare? Truth, I'm not very daring. Um, why do you think that Clockwork Servant wanted to attack you? <laughs> I don't know. Gary's not good like, at this. Fuck is he talking Somewhere about? in the, the in the circle, the stage just falls. <laughs> We know this. We know why. I really didn't want to talk about that. <laughs> something else. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> she like looks at mistake. Like, magical like, supremacy. She <laughs> just sort of like pats her shoulders, like G Gary, make maybe a less life-threatening question. Um, what's your favorite thing about Strixhaven? My <laughs> oh, we're apparently doing orientation style icebreakers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like I like learning new things, and uh, I. I uh, 
I don't know, Gary. What's your favorite thing about Strixhaven? <laughs> I didn't choose truth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Quandrix. Quandrix is my I, favorite I think, thing. I think it's a rule. I think it's a rule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, mistake. Truth or dare? Let's go with dare. Dare. Okay. Okay. You know, I've always been wondering about y your... Sorry, it's not that I pay attention, but sometimes I do, and I, I know you can fight well, and I just, I wonder, between you and, say, Griff over there, who would win in an arm wrestling match? <laughs> I've heard that they called you the Gruesome Twosome or something like that. What? You're saying that? That's an absurd nickname. I agree. It's a great nickname. Uh, All right, I think we know who's friends. I think nickname. I know who started it, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's my dare. All right, Griff. <laughs> I just really want to see this. <laughs> I don't have very much confidence in my ability to win this, but let's see what happens. Quintilian's like, I'll bet you five silver on the lion. And Xander's <laughs> like, I don't know. I'll take that bet. <laughs> There's like a little coffee table or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Griff, um, he has his fanny pack on and he takes out his weightlifting headband. Oh boy. <laughs> he puts it on. It's gonna take like five minutes to prepare for this. Come on, just, just get down here. He rolls his neck and shoulders. Mistake's just like sitting at the table. And then Griff just like, starts jogging in place. Oh my god. Gary just leans over to whoever's next to him, just like, that doesn't really seem fair. I mean, she can warm up too if she wants. Sorry. <laughs> Griff looks up his take and goes. It's a great nickname. <laughs> hey, GM. Yeah? I have an invisible mage hand. <gasps> yes! <laughs> Tell me more. What, you, what so are your plans? Um, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't do a whole lot. It's not incredibly powerful, but it is invisible. More, more can can we count it as me having proficiency because I'm using my mage hand? I think y'all need to roll. Yeah, just roll. <laughs> roll, roll, roll. All right. Oh. That's a two plus a four. It's a six. <laughs> plus your, your athletics. It's a nine. Nine. It's a nine. Let's see. Nineteen. 19 <laughs> plus one. <laughs> the mage hand tickles Griff. Yeah. Okay, okay. During this, Griff feels a strange uh, uh, caress. <laughs> Like someone scratching behind the ears. <laughs> he has a very luxurious mane. Like, would you not want to just like scruff? You don't the even get to feel it. Though. No. Sweat, but, sweat know. is pouring down. He's like <laughs> blowing like the fur hair out of his eye and sweat. Ah, blinking because one eye has sweat. <laughs> Despite the sweat man, he has to wear. Next time he's making a methyl note, wear two. <laughs> People in the background are making it easier, like, yeah, mistake, mistake, mistake! Because uh, your, your arm starts bending back, and... Uh, no! Wrong way! Blam. <laughs> <laughs> Once you're past, like, halfway, you're done. And people cheer for mistake, and you see in the backdrop, Quintilian is handing Xanthar five silver. Griff just looks at his paws, just... <laughs> you failed me. <laughs> <laughs> I only looked at his left hand. You're in. Oh, Riff is uh, left-handed from now on. Hey, just like Gary. 
That's Aurora. <laughs> All right. Actually, Aurora's not a bad suspect. Nope. Aurora. Truth or dare? Oh, well, dare is so enticing. But I'll go with truth. Daring in its own way. Hmm. Let's see. Give me a good one, girl. Come on. All right. If you could be anywhere, in any plane, doing anything, no limits, right now, what would it be? Feywild. I would go to the Feywild, and I would just party and play music with the satyrs. They can party. Have you met the, the satyr uh, substitute teacher? Unfortunately. <laughs> Doesn't seem much like a party. It no, just falls right to no. sleep. But from what I hear, the culture is a party culture for the satyrs. I, I, he must be an outlier. Mistake is going to attempt an insight. She's garbage at this. Okay, I'll do that too. Yes. Okay. Cost is definitely a whole lot better. What you got? got a 16? No, 17. I also got a 17. She, I mean, she's being very truthful. Probably looks over at like the piano and the, I imagine she has a violin somewhere in the living room and she's like, she, she's, she's genuine. Gosh, okay, here we go. So, uh, truth or dare? I'm scared to hear the answer. Dare! Of course, of course. She, she pushes it. She's just like, I, I don't know what to ask Shelly other than not to drink alcohol. Actually, I dare you not to drink anything but water for the next three days. And she just hands you a big old jug. <laughs> Starting tomorrow. Okay. We're gonna watch you, everyone. We're gonna watch them, right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. <laughs> this is a this is a big step for you, Shelly. Shelly's gonna take out another apple and say, I guess I gotta get these while I can. <laughs> oh, well, we tried. <laughs> I got a one. That's Toby. Ooh, that's also that's really good. And fits with the five minutes from now idea of yep, Toby being yep, upset. Yep. Truth or dare, Toby. Mm. Uh, you, you know what, dare? Oh, I was hoping you'd say this, Toby. I don't like your tone, but go on. I dare you to give everyone in this room one hug. Ooh. <laughs> it's kind of a group dare, but... <laughs> okay. All if right. anybody doesn't want a hug, raise their hand. Missing like is tempted to raise her hand just to make things easier on Toby. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like... Uh... He, he, uh, he goes for Shelly first. Shelly's gonna whisper, I, I, I just want you to get, you know, out of your shell a little. I don't like this, but alright, alright. <laughs> and he moves on to the next person, which is, I don't know, Gary. Yeah. Uh, huh? Uh, and Gary will hug him and just kind of whisper in his ear, like, oh, don't get too upset. <laughs> it's probably very confusing to Toby. Goes to the next person, which is Aurora, and then out of nowhere, Xanther just kind of gives him a little nudge. Toby stumbles forward on Aurora's lap. <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You, no, why would you do that? Come on, man, we're just playing. <gasps> a little drunk. And Toby just gets really upset really quickly. Like, that's not funny. 
You don't do that to people. You, you. And he just runs and skitters upstairs. And there will be a very slow and buddy Shelly following up behind. Uh, is gonna look at Xanthar and just be like, I mean, that wasn't necessary. He was gonna get to it. Oh, come on. Little, little guy is kind of a downer. Like, didn't even want to go out when we were in Ravnica. Uh, I also so, didn't want to go out in Ravnica. Maybe you and Toby should be friends. Listen, Xanthar, just because you're stronger than somebody doesn't mean that you should get to tell them what to do. I'm going to cast Detect Thoughts. Okay. He's thinking people need to be more daring. Hmm. A little judgy of Toby. <laughs> the only but, one who picked dare, he's judgy of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't have malicious intent when he did that. Like He's a little tipsy, and he, he the first thing on his mind is people people should be more, more bold. I mean, um, well, all right, all right. I'll apologize to the fellow tomorrow or something. So, I, I mean, I, I guess I kind of get why he, he's been so timid. You would imagine that he was kind of jumpy to begin with, but then also there's been all the stuff that's been going on in the school recently with the the owlbear attack, um, apparently the mage hunters, and apparently all of this has been caused by the auric or something. Mm-hmm. And as Koss says that, they are going to start scanning the room with detect thoughts. Ooh. Now I can't do it that quickly, so it's like six seconds between every person. Okay, okay. So you've read Xanther. Rampart, when you say Auric, he gets like a wall of defense. If the Auric came after me, mm-hmm. I can handle myself. You know, kind of a little bit pompous. From Greta, you get a sense of relief for her family a sense of safety, but also in the back of her mind, like, they can always come back to bite us. So that's what you read from Greta. From Lorene, it's a lot of sadness. A lot of sadness. Uh, she's probably getting drunk tonight and thinking about her dad. Feeling deceived, feeling lied to. That's mainly what you read from Lorene. From Rosie, it's hard to tell. Her mind right now is on the play and on her protests. Mm-hmm. And she's barely even here, like in the room mentally. When you say Ulrich, she mostly thinks like, oh, Bolt. And then from Aurora, she clearly knows a lot because of her uncle and her ties with her uncle. She mostly is just curious. She wishes she knew more. And also a little bit of uh, suspicion against you of like, why would you say that? <laughs> like, that's not really something you just drop in a casual conversation. So like, why cause? But anyway, she, she's kind of shrugging it off. And that is what you read in the room. What about Contilis? Or is he just going over a monologue in his head or something? <laughs> he, he was, but when you said Auric, he thinks to himself, please, there's no such thing as the Auric. And nothing unique from Xanther once the Auric are mentioned. Yeah, from Xanther, you get a sense of like, almost admiration. Kind of like when you would mention a sports team to somebody and they admire that sports team. You you get a little bit of uh, I wish I knew one. They're bold. Meanwhile, upstairs. Toby. Mm. I don't want to talk right now, Shelly. I don't think I'm ready. That was really humiliating. Yeah, Toby, I'm sorry I did that. Um, You didn't do anything. That was Xanther. 
can I come in, Toby? Fine. He like unlocks the door and opens it. You, I, I just, this whole time you've been saying that you don't, you're, you're shy. You don't want to have big parties. And I've been trying to pressure you to, to do those things. I mean, kind of, but it's not, I mean, I agree to it. Well, this is why I don't no. like them. I don't Toby, like the Toby, people. Toby, what? I'm not going to do that anymore. You don't actually have to like those things to hang out with me. And in fact, I don't always like those things either. And that's kind of why you're fre refreshing to me. Oh. Shelly, I didn't know that. You seem so social. Well, I mean, you know that I didn't have any friends before I came here. I literally haven't talked to anyone in the first 18 years of my life, really, who's my age, because I just hung out with my parents in the swamp, and everything was, like, either dead or alive, but mostly foliage or trying to kill you, and it was, like, pretty stressful times, and I really don't know. And then they take over a big, deep breath. <laughs> yeah, I know a thing or two about that. Shelly, did you know that I, uh, I, I was never supposed to be here, I... You know, my, my old home, the, the, dip, the Black Moors. The Bunnyville? Sure, if you want to call it that, but it's not that anymore. We uh, were displaced because uh, Dapplewing and, and, and her people are uh, investing in the railroad and the railroad needs lumber and lumber comes from trees and, well, our home is not a home anymore. And they said, well, we can offer your, your, your youngest uh, free tuition, and that's why I'm here. I didn't want to be here, but I guess that's why I'm very shy, and, and I never left the borough before this, so I'm kind of like you. Do you hate Dappling? No. I used to not like Dappling. She, she's very terrifying. I just wanted her wine and she wouldn't let me have it. Well, it looks like you got some. I got one bottle, yeah, it was pretty nice. Can we drink it here? It doesn't taste the best, but here you go. We're downstairs. Anything that you all- In, in the awkward silence, uh, Sake is just going to look at Koss for like, permission to say something. Um, so, the truth is, um, we wanted this sort of low-key party because five of us have been really stressed with everything that's going on, with school, with all the other stuff, with people just, like, following us everywhere, mm. and... I hear you, girl. So, we kind of just wanted something low-key with some people that we had other connections with people that we'd interacted with <laughs> more directly. That's quintillion. <laughs> uh, and we thought maybe you all could maybe use a quiet night as well. Maybe people wanted to kind of talk about things. A lot of this we're told to just shut up about or not say anything about or not acknowledge and that's kind of garbage so Surprise, happy feelings party, I guess. So, Lorene actually, uh, just whimpers. 
She's right. It's been, it's been, it's been terrible. The school year has just been one mess after another. Thank you all for doing this. Yeah. Um. Jordan just gives her a pat on the back. I know it's been especially hard for you, Lorraine. Thanks. You hear a lot of groaning from Quintilius, and I think at this point, Lorraine just wipes away a tear and just like, if you're not happy here, you can go. All right, thanks for a lovely party, everyone. Interesting on actors afraid of feeling things. I'm a thespian. I put on a face. I never reveal my true cards, thank you. Whoever said that. Griff would like to give you your coat. Okay, can you leave him alone? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he, go, he goes straight up to the coat rack and where Griff is near him. You got your ticket? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so he, he uh, gets the coat and he holds it out and he says, Oh, thanks, mate. Oh, sorry about that. You know, some people are just too weak-willed, don't know, really know what. Oh, thank you. Where the inner strength comes from, you know? Wow, it's a noble's putting on my coat. This is very... And you know, I, I, I agree. You know, some folks need like a firmer hand. Right? Yeah. Thank you, you get it. Absolutely. Hey, are you thinking of joining Prince Mari next year? Because you and I should be mates. I haven't, uh, you know, I haven't thrown out all possibilities. Hmm. It'd be nice to see a friendly face. Yeah, it would be. Well, it's good to see you. Goodbye, Gary. Goodbye, Koss. Gary's not gonna respond to that, and also just like shoot him a look, like, dude. As the door closes, Koss is just going to say, "All right, um, so for the record, he's angry at you because he thinks that you're the reason why he didn't get the part of Bastion. I'm the reason he didn't get the part of Bastion." Ah. <laughs> why does he think I have any say in any of it? It's the same reason why he didn't get the part of Bastion, because he's racist. Ah. Everything makes sense now. Wow, that's a really good call, Koss. Yeah, it, it's a culturally significant story that we're already doing some rather revisionist changes to. It just seemed like a really bad idea to cast him in it at all. I have an idea. So we have Koss and Aurora, Gary, Griff. Do we want to do like a mini rehearsal for this group of selected sections of Lilith. There's only we, one actor. Yeah, but we have the script. People can just stand in. I think in. you mean the actor. <laughs> Are you talking about in this party? Yeah. Like in the... Oh, yeah. In the... I, oh. Sort of like everything has gotten really awkward. Mistake is hoping Koss has gotten like maybe some beat on people. Yeah. Um. So that was like, everyone feels like shit. Let's do something fun and silly. Rosie's like, oh my gosh, can I please play Bastion? Please, please, yes, please. Yes, absolutely. I fucking love Tell you. you what. She hugs you. Tell you what, Um. we actually have three actors and Koss is going to change into the Lilith actor. <gasps> oh, oh, Kate. Into Kate? Into Kate. Oh boy. We're going to do the naked tub scene. <laughs> Rampart's like, uh, I'm not really a, a thespian like Quintilius, but uh, I heard it was part of a guide named uh, uh, Dibrock. I, I was my favorite character in play. Maybe I can give it a shot. Yes, absolutely. Um, here's the script. <laughs> <laughs> and so you all in the party with 
a little mini drunken uh, play rehearsal among people who are some people who are not even involved in the play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're basically getting a sneak peek, so they're yeah. given like different some pages of this one scene, and they can just like read the lines out. And Koss and Aurora are there to play the music and yeah. actually perform. Koss is performing. Koss is performing. So they need an, they need an actor. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Gary is there with whatever props really he brought on. I don't think he has like a ton of props with him, so he's kind of just like maybe some saying what they are. Maybe some like sound effect items. Ooh, yeah. You can have Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us again this week. This episode was recorded in Watertown, Massachusetts, also known as the traditional land of the Pekaset and Nanantan peoples. I'd like to give a huge thank you to all of the talented musicians that helped bring this podcast to life with their amazing music. We've provided a link to their web pages in the description. I would also like to thank our talented players, Tyler Rubin, Amelia Markopoulos, Rin Garnett, Michael Yang, and Nikki Aguilar-Thompson. This story would not be the same without their wonderful creativity. I've been your host and DM, Alex Aguilar-Thompson, and I hope to see you here again next week for another episode of Roleplay Radio.